0: When I was in high school, we're talking uh, 70s, y'all, uh, everybody was always singing this song. And it never really occurred where it came from or why, but always singing, Oh, Lord, won't you buy me? You know it? A Mercedes Benz. George, sing with me. My friends, all drive Porsches. I must make man's Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Yeah, that's pretty good, huh? Yeah. Pretty sure it's the first time a Janis Joplin song has been sung in this church. It hit me. I'm thinking, do you really want to? Well, I didn't know. I didn't know it was Janice. Anyway, uh, but I do think that song reveals a part of us, uh, I think in all of us, where we really want the Lord to just bless our socks off. Lord, just come and give me the car of my dreams. Uh, I want you to give me a blank check and then I'll write uh, write the amount in and look out. I'm going to be happy. Because, uh, Lord, you've given me everything I've asked for. It, it's thinking of God as Santa Claus upstairs. Just ask for it. Uh, he's the genie, and you got to rub his lamp just the right way, and then you'll get whatever you want. Uh, he's our sugar daddy, and he's ready to fund all of our wishes. The passage we're going to look at this morning is one of those favorite passages for people who really believe those things. So folks who believe God's just going to give you carte blanche, whatever it is, this is one of their favorite go-to passages. We we are in Matthew chapter 7, and uh, they would read it this way, just ask for the Mercedes and believe it's on its way and it's going to come. Just uh, seek after that raise and promotion at work, and you can count on it. Uh, Keep knocking on God's door, and he'll deliver that new house on the lake. He's going to come through um, on all of those asking, seeking, knocking promises. However, that thinking is at war with some of other scripture. James 4 verse 3 says, And even when you ask... You don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. So we're going to dig into Matthew 7, 7-11 this morning. And we're going to see what Jesus has to, do, has to say about answering all of our wants and wishes and whatever I can dream up, he's going to come through with. We're in week number nine in our series entitled Flipped. We're looking at the greatest sermon ever preached, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And today, Jesus is going to give us a brand new picture, a brand new perspective, a new framework for looking at prayer. And we're going to see prayer according to Jesus. Now, just pause for a moment. Prayer is one of our core values here at Walloon. So, this this is something we need to, to know about Uh, Prayer is our power. And I can't think of a service where we don't have prayer. Uh, We have a prayer corner. We uh, anoint people uh, and pray over them. We have prayer at all of our gatherings. We even have a prayer chain. And uh, I had somebody today say, my brother fell and there's bleeding going on in his brain. Would you put him on the prayer chain? So so we're going to do that today. But we believe in prayer. And today, we're going to see what Jesus has to say about prayer regarding asking and seeking and knocking. If you're able, would you stand with me? We're going to read out loud together Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11. Oh, thank heaven. Ready? Here we go. Keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you'll find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Your parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Let's pray together. Lord, thanks for giving us instruction regarding prayer. Uh, I I pray, Lord, that today you would teach us in your church here at Walloon how to pray. But more than that, would you give us uh, a heart to uh, start passionately praying more often and not quitting and giving up. Lord, I pray specifically for those who are standing right now whose prayers recently have been filled with hurt and pain and stress and fear. Lord, the truth is in this world we have trouble. So we run now with all of those stresses and pains and hurts and anxieties, and Lord, we give them to you. We cast them on your awesome arms. And I'm asking, Lord, that in exchange, you would give us your peace, your holy calmness to guard our hearts and our minds. We invite your spirit today to be welcomed. Come on in. This is your church. Lord, personally, we invite you to come take charge of our lives. Corporately, Lord, you come And uh, help us to hear from you today. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one resurrection power-filled voice. You can be seated. Here's uh, one of the hardcore realities of life at times we ask for stuff and it doesn't happen some of us have asked for uh, the christmas pony you know what i'm talking about and instead you got my pony underwear under the tree Uh, we've all prayed lord give me the dream job and someone else got your job we've all prayed intensely uh, for that sick grandmother of ours lord Healer and she didn't get well. Matter of fact, she died. Uh, we've prayed for entrance to that amazing college. Lord, please let me get in, uh, only to get the denial letter in the mail. We all ha- have prayed, you know, Lord, help it not to rain today because we have this amazing event and it gets ruined by thunderstorms. So here's the question. How do you read these words we just stood and read? It seems like if you keep on asking, you're going to receive what you ask for. Uh, If you keep on seeking, you're going to find what you're seeking. If you keep on knocking, the door is going to get opened. So how do you understand this invitation? Okay? Come, come and Ask and seek and knock and it's going to, I'm going to give it to you. How do we explain, uh, I did that, I I asked, I was seeking, I was knocking, and I didn't get what I was praying for. How many of you have had that experience? I think we all have, yeah. So, I prayed for the lions to beat Green Bay. You didn't answer that prayer, Lord. (laughs) You know, or, or more serious, I prayed for my marriage and I still wound up divorced. Uh, lots of things we're praying about, and they don't happen as we ask for. So how do we explain that? Hold your spot if you have your Bible or on your phone. I want you to go back seven verses to verse 33, okay? Because that really is the answer, okay? He says, uh, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he'll give you everything you need. Okay? Seek, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he'll give you everything you need. Ask and it will be given. What's the it? What is the it? Seek and seek it and you'll find it. Knock and it will be given to you. What's the it? The it is verse 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously. He'll give you everything you need. Okay? Suddenly, if, if you realize this is just seven verses, and the it goes back to verse 33, this, these verses get much clearer suddenly. Keep asking concerning the kingdom of God, and then you'll receive what you ask for. Keep seeking... And you're going to find the kingdom of God. Keep on knocking on the door of the kingdom. And the Lord will open up the door of the kingdom for you. Okay, so what's the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the place where Jesus rules and reigns today. Okay, this side of heaven, this side of the new heaven, new earth. The kingdom of God is where Jesus rules and reigns. And where does Jesus rule and reign today? In the hearts and the lives of those chosen children who love and follow him. Okay, So we are literally walking kingdoms of God. Wherever we go, the kingdom is on the move. Okay, But we need to understand something. Give me your eyes. Here's where we get messed up. But today in the kingdom of God... Car accidents and cancer still happen. Sometimes we think, "Oh, well, well, if, if we're the kingdom is where Jesus is, then nothing bad." No, no, that's called new heaven, new earth. Uh, we're not looking for heaven on earth today. Today in the kingdom, car accidents and cancer are still a part of our lives. Um, COVID still frustrates and sparks fear, okay? Today in the kingdom. Today in the kingdom, people will disappoint us and at times attempt to destroy us. That's a part of living in a kingdom that still has an old, sinful, selfish element to it. So with Jesus, our King, focusing our lives on Him, now suddenly I can ask And Jesus says, I'm going to give you what you are looking for. You can receive what you're asking for. I can keep with Jesus on the throne of my life. I'm going to keep on seeking. And he says, you're going to find with Jesus driving the car, which we call our lives, we can keep on knocking and the door will be opened to us. Do you understand now? It's talking about the kingdom, Jesus alive and in us. And it's saying... Yep, I'm going to work my kingdom in and through you. But understand, in the kingdom of God today, um, we still face sickness. People still die. We get disappointed. Uh, The storms of life at times wreck our boats. And innocent people sometimes get crushed. That's, sadly, a part of a fallen world Satan is the prince of the power of the air. That's a part of the kingdom today, okay? The difference is when we focus our lives on inviting Jesus to be king of our lives, now we can have Jesus at our side. Uh, Understand this, no matter what we face, Susan, Jesus goes with us. The king of the kingdom walks with his kids through, pick the trouble, pick the hurt, Pick whatever it is we're going through and he's going to even work good out of the evil and the bad stuff we have to walk through. That's what he's talking about here. I'm your king and I'm going to walk through whatever you're facing with you. This passage is not inviting us as his kids to power and privilege and popularity and wealth and health and uh, all sorts of things. No, no. He's inviting us to come and abide and connect with him. He's our king. He's front and center. We can ask away, seek hard, knock persistently. And now I'll be your king and I'll walk with you through whatever you're facing. Okay. So you need to understand Jesus isn't inviting us to be materialistic, greedy, ask for whatever we want, spoiled brats. That's not what this passage is about. That, that's how some take it. That's not what he's talking He's inviting us into koinonia relationship with himself. Okay? And daily, with Jesus front and center, we can advance the name, the reputation, the glory of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Okay? So that's what this passage doesn't mean. Now let's dig in. And discover exactly what this passage does mean. Verse 7. Keep on asking. And you receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking. And you're going to find. Keep on knocking. And the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door is going to be opened. Okay. Just pause for a moment. You get it here in the NLT, but I just want to bring this out. The idea is you ask and you keep on asking. You understand, Henry? So you don't just ask once. You ask and continuously, daily ask. You seek and you just keep on seeking. You knock and you don't quit. You keep on knocking. Do you understand? That's a huge part of this. So I'm not going to give up I'm going to keep on asking and seeking and knocking. Question to ponder. Here we go. Could the reason we don't see more answers to prayer is because we just ask once and we give up. Could the reason we don't see more powerful things going on in the church and in the kingdom is because we seek and... eh, that's enough. I'm tired of seeking. Or, or we knock for a little while, and then I grow impatient or distracted, and I quit knocking, and, and I give up far too quickly. Could that be the reason we aren't seeing more powerful stuff going on? It's a little bit like a child. Um, Mom, can I have some cookies? You guys ever ask that? Mom, can I have some cookies? I, I still ask Denise. Denise, can I have some cookies, you know? uh, Can can I have some? And and sometimes your mom will say, no, it'll spoil your supper. We're going to eat a little bit. Uh, Sometimes, Sharon, um, sure, I'll bring out a plate. I'll get you some cookies. Or, uh, this is a good one, Um, Sharon might say, um, do your homework first, and if you do your homework, then we'll talk about cookies, okay? So uh, again, a good parent is going to look at the situation and make wise choices. And we've got a heavenly father who's going to perfectly give us exactly what we need. Now he's saying, keep asking your heavenly father. And in due time, he's going to answer your request. But sometimes a good parent looks at your situation and he says, the answer is no, no. No? A big part of being a parent, you get this, don't you, grandparents too, a big part of being a parent or grandparent is oftentimes we look at the situation and we say, uh, no, we're, we're not going to do that. That's not good for you. Um, and I would ask you this question. How many of you can look back at something, Scott, that you prayed about and you prayed again and again, oh, Lord, please give me this. And the Lord said, no, and you weren't very happy. But now you look back and you go, oh, Lord, thank you for not letting me get into this school. Help me. Thank you, Lord, for not uh, getting me back with this girl that I thought I couldn't live without. Thank you, Lord. You understand? Thank you, Lord, for not giving me what I was asking for. Thank you for not letting me get hired at that church. Lord, thank you for protecting me. A lot of times, the answer is no, and at first, we don't like that answer, but we look back now and say, ooh, thank you. Thank you for the no, Lord. Thank you. A few years ago, somebody uh, came through the middle doors um, and I recognized her sorta. Uh, we'll call her Doris. And Doris came through, and she said, "Remember me?" Oh boy, uh, remind me of your name. She said, "Doris." Uh, she said, uh, "Did you hear my mom died?" I said, "No, I didn't hear that. I'm I'm really sorry, Doris." She said, "Would you mind if I just take a moment and share what happened?" And I said, "Sure." Um, she said, "Well, Mom got sick." And uh, it wasn't looking good. She had cancer. So mom came and she lived with me the final months of her life. And I was able to help her and be with her a lot. And I was praying for her and with her. And and she said, you're not going to believe this. My mom gave her life to Jesus. And she said, um, she not only wanted to give her life to Jesus, then she started saying, would you read the Bible to me? I I like that. And she never wanted to talk about God's word or hear it. And she started saying, would you pray for me, Doris? So every day I got to read God's word and pray with her. And uh, she said, I've been praying for my mom's salvation, catch this, for over 50 years. 50 years. Lord, soften my mom's heart. Open her mind to you. And she said, uh, when I gave my life, this is Doris talking to Jesus, I committed to regularly praying for my mom and her salvation. And with a great big smile, she said, guess what? The Lord came through. After 50 years of praying for my mom, who'd been an alcoholic her entire life, she finally said yes to Jesus and the cross In the empty tomb. That's a true story right there. 50 years. So I ask once again. Could the reason. We don't see more answers to prayer. Like this. Like Doris and her mom. Could it be because we give up praying. Way too quickly. Could it be. Even loved ones. (laughs) We get distracted. We get busy. uh, The answer must be no. Could it be we don't keep asking, we don't keep seeking, we don't keep knocking. In Luke chapter 5, you can go there with me if you want, um, Jesus tells a humorous story. And uh, I I think it's humorous anyway. Uh, Verses 5 to 10, there's a man, in biblical times, most people had one room, homes. So, uh, what was your kitchen in the day, became your one bedroom uh, at night. Small, usually dirt floors. Um, and it says this man and his wife and his children have settled down in bed for the night. Got the picture? One room, big. It's, it's just a bedroom. Now everybody's asleep, okay? And at midnight, they hear... Oh, no. No. Someone's going to wake the baby up. Uh, And the neighbor is hollering through the door, I need you to get me some bread. Midnight, baby's asleep, kids are asleep, I'm asleep, go away, I can't help you now. Probably whispered it, go away, can't help you now. But this shameless neighbor keeps on knocking. I need bread. I got some unexpected company. They're really hungry. Why, why did they go? Because there was no Holiday Inn Express. There, there was no 24-hour place to go get groceries. Uh, you were stuck. So now the shameless neighbor is knocking, please. And finally, <laughs> the father realizes he's not going to go away. This guy is not going to go away. So he gets up, finds the bread, slams the bread into the neighbor's hands. Not because he's his friend. That's not why. Uh, He gives him bread because the neighbor wasn't going to go away. He gives him bread because of his shameless persistence, is what it says. The guy wasn't going away from that door without bread. And look at what it says, uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 9. And So I tell you, you keep on asking, and you receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you'll find. Keep on knocking, and the door (laughs) is going to get opened. Okay? What if the reason we don't see more powerful answers to prayer... Is because we aren't shamelessly persistent in our praying. Think about it. What if? What if? No, I'm not going to wake up. No, I'm not going to keep on pounding. No, I'm going to go away and be a good. What if the reason we don't see more powerful answers to our prayer is we give up way too quickly? Now, uh, in Luke chapter 18, he gives us Jesus gives another. Example about praying and never giving up praying. Um, Here's what it says, verse 2 of Luke chapter 18. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. So he's an awful judge. Okay? A widow of that city, verse 3, came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. In verse 4 says the judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. (laughs) I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. (laughs) I love that. She's wearing me out. I, I can't take it anymore. Now just pause for a moment. The widow... In this parable represents who? Us. Us. This is Jesus' followers. And he instructs us, follow the lead of this widow. Keep on going to the Lord again and again. You don't quit. You wear that judge out. And the judge in this story represents who? Who's the judge? It's God. Yeah. It's the Lord. It's Jesus. Okay? Verse 7 Is huge. Here's what it says. Um, Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep on putting them off? (laughs) No. Our God is not an unjust, uncaring God. He responds to the persistent, relentless, fearless widows of this world he, he listens when we don't give up how much more will a good god we're praying persistently relentlessly fearlessly how much more will our good generous god respond to us that's the question he, he's gonna, he's going to answer way more than this judge now i've heard this more than once And it sounds incredibly spiritual, okay? Here's what this says, this teaching. If you really have faith, all you have to do is ask once and trust God, okay? To ask again, that's a sign of unbelief, right? And you you don't have to keep coming back as if God didn't hear us the first time, okay? Now that sounds very spiritual, sounds very pious. Give me your eyes. But that's in direct opposition to Jesus' clear teaching here, okay? It just is to go again and again and again to the Lord in prayer with our request. It's not a sign of unbelief. It's actually a sign of trusting and believing, and I'm going to keep going to him as my good, good father, and I'm going to keep knocking until he responds to my prayer, to my request. So I ask again, Is it possible? The reason we don't see more answers to our prayers is because we quit way too quick, give up too easily. (laughs) Go back with me to Matthew chapter 7, would you? Matthew chapter 7, we're going to continue on. Uh, He concludes his challenge to keep on asking, seeking, knocking with a reminder of his goodness, the goodness of God we pray to Verse 9. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Pause. Uh, the idea here is that you go out and you look for a stone that looks like a croissant or a biscuit, similar in color, and now you have your toddler and they haven't figured out exactly what a croissant or a biscuit is, and you put it on their plate. Moms, would you ever find a stone, put it on your child's plate, and see if they bite down and break their teeth? Is that something, moms, that that you would ever do? And the answer is no. No, no, not at all. Okay? Um, Let's continue on. Um, Or verse 10, or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Uh, Fathers, uh, would you ever uh, go out and hunt and and find uh, a snake that kind of looks like a fish, and I'm going to toss a three-foot rattlesnake into my child's bed and see if they survive, okay? Look! Look! Look, it bit him and his foot swelled up and he only lost a few toes and it just makes him tougher, right? Uh, Dads, would you ever do such a thing? And, And the answer is no. Not if you're a good parent. You don't play deadly games with your children. You don't try to break their teeth. You don't try to get them bit by a poisonous snake. Verse 11. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? So, if even sinful parents know how to give good gifts to their children, that's the idea, how much more, last part of verse 11, will your heavenly Father give good gifts to His children who ask Him? It's normal for Even sinful people to love their children. So imagine the love and the care of our sinless God who loved us so much that he sent his one and only Son into this world to seek and save all of us. That's how much our good God loves us, okay? So he's not gonna give us a stone or a snake when we pray. He's good, he knows how to give good gifts. So I wonder once again, is the reason we quit praying so quickly? Could it be because we don't trust the goodness of God to give us good gifts? I close with a true story I've watched up close. (laughs) For 25 years, my wife Denise prayed for a relationship with her brother Ron she prayed diligently like a lot to be restored and reunited with her brother she kept asking and seeking and knocking for 25 years 25 years and i just assumed well that's not ever going to happen but we'll we'll, i'll go along with it we'll pray one day out of the blue Ron's wife called and said, Ron has cancer bad. And unless he has T-cells, the prognosis is very bleak. So after praying regularly, asking, seeking, knocking for that relationship to get restored, Denise went, got tested uh, to find out. And she was what they call a golden match. Five different areas they test, all five. A perfect match. And the doctor said, When's your brother coming? And he, Ron said, uh, You mean my sister? He says, No, 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 no. Golden matches are always between brother to brother, sister. And he, not this time. Not this time. The Lord restored and reunited two siblings. The Lord answered that prayer powerfully. Much different than we could have. Asked or imagined, but clear and powerful and effective. One last time, I need to ask. Is the reason we don't see more powerful, effective answers to our prayers? Could it be because we give up too quickly? Because too easily we get distracted and, and don't ask anymore? Is there somebody in your life... That the Lord is saying, I'm ready to respond. This is a kingdom thing, but you got to keep asking. you got to keep seeking. You've got to keep knocking. Let's pray as we close. As we close, Lord, uh, we invite you. If there's situations or people that perhaps we prayed about for a time, and now we've either... Quit or given up, or maybe even forgotten to keep on praying. Would you point that out? We're listening to you. So I need to ask, is the Lord knocking? Is, is that still small voice pointing out someone or some situation or, or some big thing that you've just kind of given up on? You, you quit, and the Lord's saying, you quit too quick. Anybody say, you know what? Lord, I think it's time to get back up on that prayer horse. And by God's grace, Lord, I, I need to be bold and shamelessly persistent and not quit or give up until there's a clear answer from you. Help me to hang in there, Lord, until you answer my cry. Anybody? Just want to pray with you about what's going on. Anybody? Yeah. Are there others? Anybody in the balcony? Lord. You're pointing out some some person, some situation I need to keep praying about and praying for. Anybody else? Lord, thank you for teaching us not only how to pray, but the attitude of not giving up. Make us hungry and thirsty to not only talk to you, but keep lifting up situations For asking and seeking and knocking is needed. Need to ask: Do you know Jesus personally? Have you confessed with your mouth, believed in your heart that Jesus is Lord and was raised from the dead? If you've not done that today, can be the day of salvation. Today can be the day when you say yes to Jesus. And you can become a part of his forever family right now. Did you know that? The gospel is facts. Jesus, I believe your facts. Your son, Jesus, sinless lamb of God, took my place on the cross, shed his blood, took my place in the grave early Sunday morning, victoriously arose from the dead for me. That's a fact, and I believe that. Final step, Jesus, I open the door of my life and receive you right now by faith. Come on in. Be my king, be my savior, be my forever friend. I'm gonna follow you starting right now. No turning back. We love you, Lord. Thank you for teaching us so clearly about talking with you and never quitting or giving up. Help us to live that out in this week ahead. In Jesus' awesome name we pray, amen.